Welcome to Blitzcast, an NFL Draft podcast brought to you by NFLDraftBlitz.com. And now, your hosts, Alex Kavtov and Ed Hunt. Welcome to another episode of Blitzcast. We've got the NFL preview this week. The NFL kicks off its season next week on Thursday. It's it's going to be an interesting game there. I think it's the Chiefs against the Texans, right, Ed? Yeah, Chiefs and Texans, which I'm excited about. It's always cool to see the Super Bowl champion open up the season. They had the game, right? They had the game during the playoffs where the Texans had the lead. You know, it looked like they were going to run away with it. And then a few calls, a few bonehead calls, I would say, by Bill O'Brien instead of, you know, trying to play for the lead and and trust its defense and special teams and and the game just completely changed around in the second quarter so it'll be interesting to see what what the Texans have in store for the Chiefs this year and obviously the Chiefs won the Super Bowl but we before we get to the NFL preview let's talk about the Jaguars and the Leonard Fournette saga he's 25 years old and I'm talking about Leonard Fournette the running back And he had an up-and-down career with the Jaguars. They drafted him fourth overall in the 2017 NFL Draft. They believed that he was going to be their future, their lead back. There were injuries, a suspension. He was benched in crunch time. He was fined, criticized. He was not in the best shape of his life two out of the three seasons. But last year, he had his best season, Ed. What's going on here? I mean... The Jaguars couldn't trade Leonard Fournette. I mean, they just let him go. They cut their first-round pick from a few years ago. Well, there, there's a story going around the internet that uh, the the Jaguars running backs uh, thought it was a joke when they announced in the team meeting that Leonard Fournette was cut. This wasn't like an Earl Thomas thing where it was a long time coming. This was this was uh, something that kind of surprised the running back room. But I think what it was is that. Other guys have stepped up in that running back room, and I think that's really what's happened here. I don't think, I don't think it's so much that Leonard Fournette has just totally destroyed his career. I think what happened was is that, you know what, NFL is a everyone's coming for your job league, and you know what the the other guys on that running back room stepped up, and you know what, if you can get a cheaper option at running back, why not? You know, cut. You know, cut. Cut Leonard Fournette, save some cap space, and unfortunately, it came at a bad time. I mean, I think if you had come, you know, more at the trade deadline, or if you had come in the off season, I think Leonard Fournette would have been easier to trade. But I think, I think coming this far into camp and just with, you know, all these teams' rosters being so heavy, it's just, it's just, it's just better off that you just you cut him. But, um, yeah, you know, he had to take a little pay cut with the with the with the Tampa Bay Bucks, but uh, yeah, I think it's a good landing spot for him. You know, the Jaguars, according to Bovada Sportsbook, have 100 to 1 odds to win the AFC Championship. All right, so this is, this is a long shot out here, even before Leonard Fournette got cut. Obviously, the Jaguars were the longest odds to, to win the Super Bowl, but I'm just surprised. Why didn't they trade him? I mean, they tried to trade him. There were rumors during the draft there were rumors about it like after the draft why couldn't they get like a sixth or a seventh round pick look at Kalen Balaj he was drafted by the Dolphins in the fourth round he he did nothing in this league in the NFL he got traded to the Jets for a seventh round pick before the trade got rescinded because Balaj failed his physical then the Dolphins cut him couldn't the Jaguars get like a day three pick for Leonard Fournette? This is a guy who's gone over a thousand yards twice in his career. Yeah, he's been plagued with durability concerns, but last year he had a career best. 1100, over 1100 rushing yards. He caught 76 passes for over 500 receiving yards with three total touchdowns. That was one of his weakness, not being able to catch the ball out of the backfield when he was coming out of college. But he certainly worked on that part of his game. And he showed up in the best shape of his life last year and had his best season. There must be something else going on behind the scenes. I don't buy that Raquel Armstead or Divino Zigbo, Chris Thompson 
are better backs, even as a committee, than Leonard Fournette. And I think there, there's just something here. Ed. Jay Gruden just came in as the new offensive coordinator. I guess he feels that Leonard Fournette is just not one of his guys. I, I, I actually think it, it's just a matter of fact is pretty much with Leonard Fournette, he's a one and two down back, right? He's a two down back. He's not a, he's not a third down back. So- 76 passes last year, Ed. 76 passes. I mean, that says something. That's like in the Saquon Barkley territory. That's in the Christian McCaffrey territory. Maybe he's not getting 1,000 yards because he's not elusive and he's not going to make people miss in the open field. He doesn't... He's not a home run threat. He's a guy that that runs over people. Seventy six passes last year is a hell of a lot of targets. Well, there's also there's also the durability concerns. There's also the concerns about. I mean, pretty much every team has a running back at this point, right? Like they've gone they've gone into the season, they got their running back, and you know another problem for Leonard Fournette is just the running back position is just not as valued as it's used to be. I guess. Well, obviously, the Jaguars, when they drafted him in 2017, they thought that he was going to be their stalwart. He was going to carry them to to numerous championships. He was going to be their lead back. Certainly didn't turn out this way. You let the cat out of the bag a little bit, but the Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, Leonard Fournette cleared waivers. Nobody picked him up. He took a pay cut, and uh, he goes to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Is this a good fit? I, I think so. I mean, you go you go into an offense and you got you've got a veteran quarterback in Tom Brady. I mean, a guy who's had a great career, and then you've got two well, one and two receiver combination that no team in the NFL can match. And Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, or you can put them in either order, in my opinion. And so you've got you've got two receivers there. You you upgraded your offensive line. You got Tristan Wirfs on the right side. You've got a good offensive line now. Your offense is complete, and you just added Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I mean, I just you know you, you can use Ronald Jones on third down, and then you can use Ronald you know Leonard Fournette on first and second down. That that offense is all of a sudden they're now loaded with talent. I mean, it, there's some there's some unknowns, there's some risks that they're taking, but to be honest with you, if they can all gel together, I mean, this could be. This could remind you of some basketball teams who go out and get the big three, if you get what I mean. Let's talk about the Jaguars. What are they doing, Ed? I mean, they're tanking, obviously. They've got Gardner Minshew. They've got DJ Chark, the, the wide receiver who had a good year last year. They've got my boy, Josh Allen, uh, defensive end slash outside linebacker who had a good rookie season. They don't have anybody else. They're definitely tanking for Trevor Lawrence, right? I, I, I don't think any team tanks for Trevor Lawrence, but to be honest with you, I actually don't even think they'll draft a quarterback. I think this, this is a... That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, no, no, I no. Just, you look, got a second-year quarterback in Gardner Minshew who can do the job. Why not? Why not roll? That's insane. With... That's insane. Oh, you've got Ed. so really many is. other positions. Hear me to... out. Hear me out, Ed. The Jaguars are starting fresh. They're going to go like 3-13, and 4-12. and 12. They're going to have either a first or a second pick next year. Marone, Jay Gruden, they're going to be out of there. There's going to be a new, new GM in place, possibly, and there's definitely going to be a new head coach. New head coach always wants to start fresh. Gardner Minshew might be you know, a favorite of his, but he's going to be a good backup quarterback as a sixth-round pick. If he can get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields out there, we'll see if the Big Ten has a season. But if he can get Trevor Lawrence with that number one overall pick, you start fresh. You take a franchise guy, a quarterback who is projected to be the next Andrew Luck, possibly. You don't pass on that. You don't, especially if you're getting new people in there and you're just starting over i just look at the jaguars and how they've whiffed in on first round picks lately in 2011 blaine gabbert we know how that turned out 2012 it was a wide receiver from oklahoma state justin blackman he had some demons off the field and he never conquered them luke joko who's supposed to be the left tackle of the future in 2013 with the second overall pick 
He was out of the league in a couple of years. Blake Bortles in 2014. Dante Fowler in 2015. He found some success with the Los Angeles Rams after he left the Jacksonville Jaguars. 2016, they struck gold with Jalen Ramsey, but they traded him last year for two first-round picks, so they got good value. Leonard Fournette is cut. He was a first-round pick in 2017. Taven Bryan, defensive tackle from Florida. They're still waiting for that one. He was taken at the end of the first round. He might he be one of their better, a, I, it's sad to say, but he might be one of their better players. We'll see. I mean, he still needs to realize his potential. He certainly has not realized it up to this point. I think one of their better players, based on what he did last year, is Josh Allen. He was a first-round pick last year, seventh pick overall in 2019. He certainly had a good rookie season. We'll see how the C.J. Henderson pick, and uh, obviously they got Chase on as well, the defensive end slash outside linebacker from LSU this year, but we'll find out in a couple of years. That's horrendous, Ed. I mean, you got to hit on your first-round picks, and the Jaguars have whiffed on these picks time and time again. And even when they had good players, they've gotten rid of them, like in the case of Jalen Ramsey and, and Leonard Fournette. So if you're telling me they're not tanking, I mean, it's, it's the first definition of tanking. They got rid of Fournette. They traded Yannick Ngakwe to the Vikings for two draft picks, a second-round pick this year, and a conditional pick in the fifth round in 2022. They don't have anyone out there. We'll, we'll see if Gardner Minshew... I mean, he's not a miracle man. He still needs good players around him. I just can't imagine how they're going to be able to to win more than, than three games out there. I just think I just think you can upgrade at a lot of positions. I mean, I think I think through the draft. I mean, I'd like to see them go go, go out and get a left tackle because you know what, Cam Robinson should be a, a guard at this point in his career. So that's definitely that's definitely something on my mind. I mean, you know, I think I think they love to draft defense. They got they're probably going to draft a few defensive guys. So um, I just I just don't see I just don't see quarterback and replacing Gardner Minshew as big of a priority as other positions. If the Jacksonville Jaguars go eight and eight, Doug Marone will keep his job. If this team goes three and thirteen or four and twelve, you can't convince me otherwise. I mean, Minshew is a nice piece, but I don't see him being the franchise type of quarterback that's going to take you to the promised land. He needs a lot of pieces. Trevor Lawrence can carry the team by himself because he's a lot more talented in, in terms of what he brings to the table. Stronger arm. You know, his ability to, you know, pick up yards and dissect the defense. He's been able to do that at Clemson the last couple of years. If you can get Trevor Lawrence with that first overall pick, you got to start fresh. And they will start fresh because, I'll say this, they're not going to win any more than the four games this year. It's just when you look at that talent and you're just saying to yourself, where are they going to find wins? Especially in that, I guess you've got the AFC South, which isn't, We'll talk about it a little bit later, which isn't the toughest division out there. But you still have Deshaun Watson. You still have the Titans coming off, you know, a great playoff run last year. And you have the Colts. The Colts are better this year. The Jaguars are definitely in the rear. And Doug Marone is just, that's it. I mean, it's his last year. I'm calling it here. Marone is gone. And Jay Gruden won't be there. And... I'm sure they won't regret the decisions that they made because they got, you know, a couple of first-round picks in return in terms of, you know, at least for Jalen Ramsey, for God's sake. So, I mean, they're they're doing their job. They're compiling picks, but now they've got a hit on them. And that's the reason why I was running down that list over the past decade. I mean, the Jaguars haven't had success drafting players in the first round, and that's what's really sad. I mean, their statistics... I mean, they've hit on two players out of out of ten. Are you kidding me? Well, you know what? I mean, you, you got to do better trend than that. You should be mindful of is they've gone defense almost every year. You know that, right? I do, but you got to hit on those players. I mean, it doesn't matter if you go defense. You can draft kickers for all I care in the first round, but you've got to hit on those guys. I mean, they they haven't. They've drafted two quarterbacks. They've drafted defensive players. They've they haven't been able to hit on a wide receiver. They certainly missed on a running back. They felt like Leonard Fournette wasn't worth it. And um, every year they keep trying. But uh, even with Tom Coughlin's expertise in the football world and what he's been able to do for, for the Jaguars, for the Giants, he's been around the game forever. Even he wasn't able to 
you know, rescue them. I mean, this is the same team that actually was a fourth quarter away from going to the Super Bowl. So they had that one good year when they drafted Taven Bryan at the end of the first round because they were so close. But that was one year. I mean, the Jack Jacksonville Jaguars haven't been relevant since the 90s when they had Mark Brunel. Well, you, and you, when know, Tom you know what happened to their team, though, over the past three or four years is that they had a great defense and then it just kind of fell apart. Yeah, they traded everyone away. That, that's basically what they did. I mean, they, they decided to tear it all down themselves. They're tanking yeah. They really are. And if they're not, then I'm sure DJ Chark is, is the next one to go. If during the trading deadline, I'm sure if they can get like a first or a second round pick for him, they'll be willing to get rid of him. So the only guy that's safe right now is Gardner Minshew. Everybody else is a free-for-all. I'm sure like their whole roster is going to be up there for the taking if somebody wants it during the trading deadline. Uh, let's go around the NFL. We've got some more news. Uh, let's start with Chargers camp. Derwin James uh, needs surgery on his right knee, a procedure that's expected to keep him out six to eight months. And most likely, it would keep him out of the 2020 NFL season. This is according to ESPN's Adam Schefter tough break i mean last year he he missed almost the entire season and it's happening again to the chargers yeah i mean it's sad because derwin james could really have a great career if he if he wasn't some so saddled by so many injuries so that that's something to say um you know just just on to the quarterback thing i think i think justin herbert is the guy going forward and i think i think they're going to try to build this team around that guy i just think right now he's not ready and it's you know it's time to it, you know Tyrod Taylor is kind of like it's kind of like Mr. Bridge quarterback in the NFL right now and he always has been we remember Tyrod Taylor getting the nod with the Cleveland Browns before Baker Mayfield took over and same thing is going to happen here with Justin Herbert they're just easing Justin Herbert in with no OTAs with no rookie training camp this is People showed up at training camp and Justin Herbert was behind the eight ball. And by that, I mean taking snaps from under center, learning the playbook, getting more comfortable with the offense and his teammates. This takes time. And uh, this year obviously has been a lot different. And uh, I expect Justin Herbert to take over sometime in October or maybe November. I just, I don't see Tyrod Taylor kind of winning a lot of games if the chargers win and taylor is the starting quarterback they'll keep him there but i just think they'll struggle a little bit but for now they go with tyrod taylor bovada has the chargers as is giving them 12 to 1 odds to win the afc championship bovada still believes that tyrod taylor might still be the guy who can who can take him there uh let's move on to the next news and it's the bears Bears still haven't named the starting quarterback. It's between Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. And I'm sure the, the GM and Matt Nagy might be pulling for Trubisky, but they still haven't named it. And I just think everything points in the direction of Nick Foles getting the nod in week one. What do you think? What I, what I think you do with Nick Foles is I think you have him be the backup and then you roll with Trubisky and you know what, if you're... If your team, uh, you know, if, if if your team if your team wins a few games, uh, you know, you, you stick with Trubisky, and then if it doesn't work, I mean, you can kind of keep keep the season go, keep the ship steering, and go with Nick Foles if you if you need the bailout. I just think that the Bears still have a pretty good defense, and they have David Montgomery as the running back. They need a quarterback who can take care of the ball. And I think Nick Foles can do that a lot better than Trubisky. I mean, he processes information a little bit faster. He's able to have success on third downs. Nick Foles has been in those big games. And I just feel like they got to roll with Nick Foles. They got to roll with the best quarterback that gives them the best chance. I just don't think Trubisky is, is that guy. I think you pull the plug and you just give it a shot. Nick Foles gives you the best opportunity to win today. And Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, they want to hold on to their jobs. So they got to throw Trubisky under the bus here because they, they got to show that has everything to do with the quarterback. And that's the reason why they struggled last year. And I just, I'm not a believer in Trubisky. I, I think he's going to be out of the league 
in a couple of years, just like you know, just like Blake Bortles. I mean, that was the next question I had: is you know, do you see him as a career backup? I do, I do. I don't think anybody's going to give him a shot. Look, look what has happened with with Winston. Winston is a much better quarterback than Trubisky, and Winston got got a backup job with the New Orleans Saints. Nobody was interested to even give him. Uh, a modest contract to to be a starting quarterback and you know you always need starting quarterbacks in this league because half of the teams don't have good quarterbacks Winston didn't get the contract so I think Trubisky is a career backup I don't think he's going to last in the league for long because I just don't think he's that guy that's that's going to be able to be that career backup for the next 10 years I just don't think he's mentally sharp I think he processes information really slowly out there and unfortunately it's the nfl and you got to be able to pick up the blitz and you got to be able to to hit that hot route and you have to be able to you know process information and go through your progressions and recognize coverages i just think that that's his weakest point and uh, you can have a strong arm you can be athletic you can throw well on the run but you don't know if you don't know what the hell you're doing out there how to attack the defense that they're lining up in you're going to be in trouble i just think trubisky is not only going to be a career backup i think he's going to be out of the league in like two or three years i don't think anybody's going to give him a backup job all right uh we mentioned that we were going to move on and do an nfl preview and and uh we're going to start with the nfc east i think it's it's an interesting division you have the Cowboys and the Eagles most likely fighting for this division. But you also have the Giants who are on the rise. And you have the Redskins that are currently on the bottom of the, of that pole in, in this division. So, uh, Ed, surprise me here. You obviously have been on the Eagles bandwagon. All those moves that the Cowboys made, you you have been impressed. But you still believe that all along that the Philadelphia Eagles were, were the better team. So I'm curious if your mind has changed throughout this offseason. Yeah, that's correct. My mind has changed. And you know what? There's one pick that just totally changed that, and that's CeeDee Lamb. I think you add CeeDee Lamb to that offense, you have a 1-2-3 combination for Deck Prescott to throw the ball. Now you can run the ball. Now you can throw the ball. The Cowboys offense is going to be very good. I think their defense is very average. That would be the only reason why I would give the nod to the Philadelphia Eagles, but I think I think this Cowboys offense is going to be exciting, and I, I think I think the Cowboys being good is good for football. So, um, you know, I, I think I think this is I think this is the Cowboys' year to win the NFC East. I agree with you, Ed. I think the Cowboys will win the NFC East, and Mike McCarthy knows what he's doing. He's got the quarterback. He still has Zeke Elliott. They still have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. I have question marks about their defense, but I do like the pieces that they have. They still have Demarcus Lawrence. They added Everson Griffin. It's sad that Gerald McCoy went down, but they they have some guys in the middle like Dontaria Poe. I think he can help with that run defense. They've got Jalen Smith, who is one of the better defensive players in the league, not only one of the better linebackers they get Leighton Van Der Esch back I just have question marks about their secondary their secondary is the weakest point when you look at the guys that they have there at corner at safety I think it's they're gonna struggle at times teams are gonna be able to to put up some points through the air but I think Mike Nolan is gonna be able to figure it out he's the defensive coordinator I think they're gonna be creative with blitz packages and and get after the quarterback to, to help their secondary. I think the Cowboys win this division. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I think it's going to be a tough race with the Eagles, but Dallas will take this division. How about the NFC South? Obviously, the Bucks have added a lot of pieces, including Tom Brady, but the Saints are still there. They're still lethal with, with Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas. Who do you think is going to win the NFC South? Well, I think if there's any team in the NFL that's loaded right now, it's the it's the New Orleans Saints. I mean, they're just loaded at every position. I mean, really, like there there are a few weaknesses on this team. Uh, you know, they're they're good on the defensive side of the ball too, and they got a veteran quarterback. And I don't see how I don't see how this team has a bad year. I'm gonna take the Bucks. I've been uh, singing their praises, and uh, I think their offense is. He's going to be scary good. 
I just think adding Leonard Fournette gives them an extra dimension, gives them an extra back. They have Ronald Jones, Tom Brady with all those weapons, Gronkowski, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I could go on and on. They, they've just got incredible amount of weapons. You know Tom Brady is going to get rid of the ball quickly. I'm curious about that defense, but I do think they have more pieces than what they had last year. And I just think the, the Bucks. I'm not saying they will run away with this division, but I can certainly see them winning this division at like 12 and four. So I'm I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I think this is gonna be this is gonna be great. Uh, watching Tom Brady with the Tampa Bay Bucks. How about the NFC North? Uh, obviously the the Packers, the Vikings are there. We talked about the Bears. Uh, who do you think is gonna take this division? I'm gonna surprise you a little bit. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I'm actually gonna go. I'm actually gonna go with the Lions. I know. Whoa! I like it, Ed. I love it. This is like this is so out there. All right, go ahead. D- defend your pick. I, I want to hear it. Why you're b- buying into the the Matt Patricia finally getting it done with the Lions? Well, you know, you know, I I, I like the Billichek coaching tree. I mean, I, I think I've said that and. He's putting together a very Belichick type of team, and it's it's very sneaky. But he's putting a lot of role players in there, and a lot of guys who can execute when you know when in in the role that they have to play. So, and and, and you got Matt Stafford, and um, so I, I I actually think I actually think I mean I'm not going to pick them to win the Super Bowl, but I actually think this is the year the Lions win the division. Well, that offense was really, really good before Stafford went down with an injury. They were clicking. I'm just curious if Matt Patricia can figure out that defense because you lose Darius Slay, and he was one of the better corners in the league. I mean, it's going to hurt you a little bit. So we'll, we'll see. I realize that they, you know, they, they added a CUDA in the draft. We'll, we'll see what he's going to be able to do. But I don't think he's going to be as good as Darius Slay was right out of the gate as a rookie even if he is as good as everyone talked about. Interesting pick. You definitely surprised a lot of folks, not only me. I'm not saying you're wrong or right. I, just, I love the pick, Ed. No, I'm telling you, I'm going to take it to the bank. I'm going to Vegas this weekend. I'm going to put 100 bucks out and there. And you're going to get sure pretty good lines. odds, I'll tell you that too. I, I'm sure I, I'm getting really good odds because even to win the division, forget about the Super Bowl or... The NFC. I'm talking about the division because the Lions are obviously down there. I'm sure they have uh, the Vikings, the Packers. They've got to be the favorites out there in this in this division. And the Lions are out there with with the Chicago Bears. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. I, I just think Mike Zimmer is one of the most underrated coaches in the league, and he just got Yannick Ngakwe. Um, I just think that that's going to be huge. And they still have a very good front seven defense. He knows how to coach that secondary. It seems like they lose cornerbacks every year, but they seem to reload. And that's what I like. I think it's going to be behind that defense. I realize that they lost Stefan Diggs, but I think Justin Jefferson is going to be able to fill in. And he's going to be that dependable target on third downs out of the slot. Him and Thielen and... I think the Vikings run away with this division. But last year, you got this division right. You picked the Packers. And um, behind the rookie head coach, Matt LaFleur, I mean, the Packers won the division. So, hey, you've got the, as they say, I mean, you've got the NFC North magic out here. So I'll, I'll keep an eye on the lines. The last division in the NFC, it's the NFC West. Uh, probably one of the most competitive divisions along with the NFC East. And I just think that you've got a lot of teams here. You've got the Seahawks. You've got the Rams. You know, you've got the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, we, we can go on and on out here and sing praises. And I just think this is going to be a very tough division. Surprise me here, Ed. Well, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks here. Um, I, I don't think it's too much of a shock, but... I mean, I just think I just think you know their weakness is their offensive line, but you still got Russell Wilson's legs, and I think I think that'll overcome the issue. And to be honest with you, Russell Wilson is playing great football right now in this at this point of his career. And the Seahawks know how to build teams. I don't understand how they build teams, but they know how to build teams, and they're a smart organization. And 
I, I'm, I'm going to pick them to win the division. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams. I, I love your Seahawks pick. I was actually thought about picking them. For me, it's, it's like 50-50 to me. But I'm going to go with the Rams. Uh, I just think that Cam Akers was a really good addition for what the Los Angeles Rams are trying to do. They'll feature him as more of a receiving back. He's going to be able to hit those home run uh, runs, and he's a really good receiver out of the backfield. He's going to be effective on those running back screens. Still have Robert Woods. They still have Cooper Cup. They still have Jared Goff. Tyler Higby came on last year. I think that offensive line is still, I still have question marks as well. Like you have question marks about the Seahawks offensive line, but you still have Aaron Donald on the defensive side and you have Jalen Ramsey in the secondary. And I just think those two big players are going to come up huge this year for them. So I expect the Los Angeles Rams to bounce back and and win this division. Um, Let's talk about wildcard teams. We've got three wildcard teams this year. I want to remind listeners. And only the first, the number one seed, gets the bye week. Everyone else is going to play during the wildcard weekend. So it's going to be two against seven, three against six, four against five. It's going to be a a different year, and it's going to be more football, and it's going to be fun. But let's hear it, Ed. Who are your uh, three wild card teams this year? Well, I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to totally ignore the Buccaneers. So Buccaneers are going to be one of them. I'm going to say the 49ers are going to be a decent enough team. I think they kind of drop off this year, but I still think they make the playoffs. And the third team I'm going to put there is the Packers because they have Aaron Rodgers, and I think Aaron Rodgers will get them to the playoffs. All right, my three wild card teams are the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson is. He's just a great player, and I I can't see the the Seahawks missing the playoffs again. Um, Jamal Adams, the addition of Jamal Adams is going to be huge. Uh, Pete Carroll knows how to use those safeties to the best of his abilities, and Jamal Adams is going to be a key piece here. I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints, even though I didn't pick them to win the division. I picked the Bucs, but I still realize that they have Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and... And Sean Payton is a genius coach. And I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. I just think it's hard for me to not include them here. Because if Carson Wentz is healthy and Miles Sanders is healthy, and those are big ifs, I guess. Sanders is, is going through some health issues. I think this team has some pieces. They still have a good offensive line. They still have a great defensive line. I just can't totally ignore the, the Philadelphia Eagles. So Seahawks, Saints. Eagles for me. Bovada takes sports bettors closer to the action. It's fun, it's safe, and it's fast. It's sports betting made easy. If you're looking for for football futures or NFL player props, Bovada's got you covered. Let's move on to the AFC. Everybody wants to hear it. I think we we pulled a few surprises out here, especially you with the lines. I love it, Ed. I really do. That was that was gutsy. It, it really is. And if Matt Patricia is going to have another 5-11, and 6-10 season, he won't survive. Obviously, they're going to pull the plug on him. But if he makes it into the playoffs, I mean, everyone is going to be surprised and shocked. But we're all going to remember this. I mean, anybody going to Vegas this weekend, put 100 bucks on the Detroit Lions winning that division. Let's move on to the AFC. Uh, let's start with the AFC East. Um, Obviously, Bill Belichick and the Patriots have ruled this division over the past 20 years, but Tom Brady isn't there anymore. Unfortunately, they still have Bill Belichick, and they still have a great defense. Who are you taking here? Are you taking the Jets? Are you taking the Dolphins? Surprise me here, Ed. Or are you taking the Bills over the Patriots? You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the New England Patriots. I think adding Cam Newton makes this team a, you know, an offense that can be competitive, they still got a decent offensive line. They still got Patriot players at receiver and running back. And then, and then you know, on the defensive side of the ball, they're going to be strong. And I think that's going to want to that's going to tip the balance in the AFC East. I hate to do this, I really do, because you know how much I love Josh Allen, right? <laughs> I mean, I just you you know everyone that listens to this show. I, knows that I have a soft spot for Josh Allen. I mean, he's my favorite player in the entire league, right? <laughs> um, but 
But I do recognize that the Buffalo Bills had still have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Sean McDermott knows defense, and they have a great secondary. And I just think Ed Oliver is going to have a huge season this year. Uh, by you know, he's going to start from day one, and I think he's going to have a huge year. And I just I realized that even Josh Allen can't screw this up because they gave him more weapons. I mean, Stephon Diggs is there. They still have John Brown. And I just think it's it's going to be tough to screw it up. They have some pieces of running back with, you know, Devin Singletary being the main back. And I think the Bills take this division. I think they're going to win it. And uh, they're going to build on what they did last year. I'm not saying how far they can go in, into the playoffs and how many games they can win there because, like I said, it, it a lot of it depends on the quarterback that you have. But I just think it, it's going to be tough to screw this up. Josh Allen's going to have to be really bad in order to uh, for the Buffalo Bills to take a step back. So they'll definitely be in the playoffs, and I think they, they win this division. How about the AFC South? The AFC South is a really interesting division because you have the Titans, you have the Texans, we talked about the Jaguars, you have the Colts. It's a really competitive division, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to have different winners here. Who do you have? You know what? I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill another year. I think another year of Magic and Ryan Tannehill, and I think he's going to win the division. I'm going to take the Colts. Um, I'm a believer in Phillip Rivers. It's his last hurrah. Uh, he signed a, a one-year deal. I, I think the Colts have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. I think their defense is going to be better. DeForest Buckner is going to be a difference maker there. I, I don't think they're going to regret ever trading for him even though they traded a first round pick but i think buckner is going to be a difference maker on their defensive line i just i'm a believer in the colts again i'm not sure how far the colts will go in the playoffs but i think they definitely take this division because i'm just not buying the the tennessee titans having that magical year once again uh let's go with the afc north uh, the ravens won this division last year by a mile I mean, they, but you still have the Steelers. You still have the Browns. You still have the Bengals. Uh, but the Ravens took this division 14 and 2 last year. Are they the favorites again? I, I, I think so. I, I hate to do it as a Steeler fan, but to be honest with you, I mean, you got Lamar Jackson, you got a stout defense. Uh, you know, somehow you have Calais Campbell for a fifth round pick. So, um, yeah, and, and you know, you know, there's one player that I want to mention that's kind of helping the Ravens that probably isn't getting as much attention as he should as Ronnie Stanley is becoming a very good left tackle in the NFL. Well, there you go, Ronnie Stanley. Uh, there's a plug for Ronnie Stanley out there. Definitely one of the more kind of unheralded guys that you don't hear about. And remember, Ronnie Stanley was taken ahead of Laramie Tunsil in that draft, and a lot of people said that the Ravens would have taken Tunsil if it wasn't for that video that appeared during the draft. And even if that's the case, they, they certainly hit a home run with Ronnie Stanley by taking him over Tunsil. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if any of you guys are, uh, you know, NFL draft prospects, uh, don't, don't smoke pot and uh, wear a gas mask and put it on Twitter. Just please. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I think that's someone, maybe it's Ronnie Stanley's agent who put it out there. Uh, <laughs> well, we can I'm speculate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just speculating out there. Uh, but Ronnie Stanley has certainly outplayed Laramie Tunsil in this league. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens as well. You, you have the reigning MVP and Lamar Jackson. He certainly makes that offense go. And you still have the Ravens in that defense. Uh, I, I just think that they have the pieces. And I just think that, that Harbaugh is... It's going to be able to win this division once again. How about the AFC West? Um, obviously, the Super Bowl champs came from this division. The Kansas City Chiefs, are they? I'm assuming that they have to be the favorites again. Yeah, I have to take the Chiefs. And to be honest with you, I don't, I don't know who else could, could win this division other than the Chiefs. But um, I do have a little surprise coming from the AFC West uh, when we talk about wild cards. But I'm, I'm not going to reveal it yet. Ed is, is surprising me here. Um, again, with, with some of his picks, I certainly thought that he was going to play it cool. He was going to play it safe. But that, that's not the case with this 
NFL preview and this these predictions out here. I'm also taking the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I'm not going to get cute here. Patrick Mahomes was the the Super Bowl MVP, and I think he's close to to winning an MVP award during the regular season. Uh, like I said, they have the weapons. Uh, they have Travis Kelsey. They have Tyree Kill. Their defense was better during the playoffs, and I think they'll they'll do just fine. But that explosive offense is is going to take them a long way. Once again, three wild card teams out of the AFC. It's different this year. The owners voted for this, and we have 14 teams total in the playoffs. So more, like I said, more NFL football in January and in February. So who are your three wildcard teams out of the AFC? Well, I think I think the Colts and the Steelers are my pretty pretty obvious wildcard picks and, you know, could very well challenge for their divisions. But the team that's going to surprise you is I'm actually going to take the Las Vegas Raiders. They're going to be a sneaky good team this year. Yeah, I can see that. And that really didn't take me by surprise because I think, you know, John Gruden is in his third year. So this is his time to to kind of put a stamp out there. Last year, if it wasn't for Josh Jacobs' injury, the Raiders could have snuck in into the playoffs. They were definitely a hot team, especially in the second half of last season. So I can see the Raiders. Like I said, they're going to be better. They're going to be more experienced, and it's going to be interesting. I'm just curious whether they have enough in their front seven to get it done. Uh, but yeah, Mike Mayock has done a good job filling up that roster and, and building up that team. I could see that. I could see a lot of people picking them. I'm not going to pick them, though. I'm going to take the New England Patriots. They've got to be in the playoffs. Uh, like I said, you still have Bill Belichick. You still have that defense. And uh, I'm sure Cam Newton, if he stays healthy, he's going to have a good year. I'm going to take the Steelers as well. I think Ben Roethlisberger coming back, and if James Conner stays healthy, Steelers have a lot of weapons there. Deontay Johnson, uh, they've got Juju. You have all these pieces, and how can you not make the playoffs if they all stay healthy? Great individual players, and I think they will bounce back, and, and Ben is going to be that, that calming presence. And, and I, I'm going to surprise you. One thing I want to throw in, because I, I love talking Steelers, just one thing is that Steelers defense is is one of the best Steeler defenses of the past like five or six years. I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick really added to that defense. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned him because he definitely brought a, a different dimension to that defense, something that the Steelers haven't had recently. And certainly that addition has, has put them over the top. And here's my surprise, Ed. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. I wasn't high on them last year. I told you that when a lot of people were, I, I said that they were going to miss the playoffs, that I didn't see them as as a playoff team. But this year, it, it's hard to ignore those that individual talent that they have there. And I do realize that individual talent still needs to come together. But when you look at it, I think Baker Mayfield is going to bounce back. I think they have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. This is what Kevin Stefanski wants to do. He wants to run the football. This is what he did with the Minnesota Vikings, running the football. I think Baker is going to excel in those, on those play-action passes. They're going to use the two tight end sets. They have OBJ. They have Jarvis Landry. How are you going to cover those boys? And I think that defense is incredibly talented, led by, and they're led by Miles Garrett up front. If it wasn't for that suspension that he got last year, this guy could have been talked about as a, as a defensive player of the year. I mean, he was in that race. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid this year. I realized that they didn't have a full offseason, and obviously to implement that offensive system and to be more comfortable, but I think this team is going to come on in the second half of the year. I think the Cleveland Browns are going to be extremely dangerous come playoff time because I don't think anybody wants to play them. Maybe they're one of the last teams to get in as the sixth seed, as the seventh seed. But I think this is one of those teams that you just don't want to play uh, come January time. Drinking the Kool-Aid on the Cleveland Browns. This is almost like a football tradition, right? Like we pick the we pick the Browns to be really good like this time of year. It's like... It's like, you know, you're not you're not a football blogger unless you're picking the Browns, right? I guess. I mean, you got to go out there. You got to make some wild picks. I mean, you can't just take the the traditional picks this year and I'm glad you went with the Lions. I'm glad we we went with the Cowboys to 
to win the NFC East. So, hey, we're, we're taking it out there. Obviously, we picked the divisional winners. We picked the wild card teams. Let's come back to the NFC side. Who do you have in the NFC Championship game? You know what? I'm, I'm going to go with Saints and Seahawks in the, in the NFC Championship game. And we're going to pick the Saints to win that game. All right. So you've got the Saints getting into the Super Bowl. I'm going to take the Cowboys. And I'm going to take the Bucks. That's my NFC Championship game. Uh, Bovada has the Cowboys 7.5 to 1 odds to win the NFC Championship. It's not as wild as it seems. Obviously, a lot of people are are high on the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys will win it. As much as I want to take the Bucks and say Tom Brady comes back to the Super Bowl, I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys to, to make the Super Bowl from the NFC side. How about the AFC Championship game? Who do you have there? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Ravens and Chiefs, and I'm going to say actually the Ravens win the AFC this year. I'm also going to take the Chiefs, but I'm going to take the Colts. You know, I'm thinking that the Colts could go pretty far. I think Rivers is going to win a couple of those big games in the NFL playoffs. But I don't think he's going to get to the Super Bowl. And that's something he craves. I just think that the the Indianapolis Colts are going to be one of those bounce back stories this year. And Phillip Rivers might get a lot of pub as a result. Always kind of a quarterback that was... You know, behind you know Ben Roethlisberger and Eli Manning, and and never got the attention that he deserved. He might get it this year. And I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs over the Colts to make it back to the Super Bowl. So uh, the Ravens are going to be in the Super Bowl. So you've got them there, and you've got the Ravens and um, and the Saints. Saints. So you got Lamar Jackson against Drew Brees. Lamar Jackson, the the dual threat quarterback, and then obviously Drew Brees, the the classic pocket passer quarterback who just spreads the ball around. So is Drew Brees going to come out on top as as a forty year old quarterback? I think Drew Brees comes out on top, wins the Super Bowl, and quits football. That's going to be one of the best stories ever. I mean, obviously, Drew Brees is close to, to walking away, and that's just going to be like a magical ending once again. He wins another Super Bowl with the Saints. You know, he's over 40 years old. That's never been done before, and um, th- that, that's going to be a magical run if that happens. All right, I took the Cowboys and the Chiefs in my Super Bowl, and I think Dallas Cowboys are going to win. I think Dak Prescott has got a huge chip on his shoulder, but he's got Mike McCarthy helping him out. So Mike McCarthy's system and Dak Prescott possibly having the best NFL year of his career with all those weapons. Um, I hope that defense, especially that secondary, has enough because if they make it to the Super Bowl and they play against the Chiefs, that secondary is going to be in over its head covering Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and and Sammy Watkins. I'm not sure they, they can match up man-to-man. I mean, that that's it could get ugly, but I do think that that defense in the front seven is going to overcompensate. I think they're going to force pressure. They're going to get sacks. I think the Dallas Cowboys will finally win the Super Bowl again, and, and Jerry Jones is going to be rejoicing at the end. I felt like the Dallas Cowboys could make that run this year. Uh, let's talk about how about Offensive Player of the Year? Who is your Offensive Player of the Year? Let, let's hand out some awards. I'm going I'm to give it to Lamar Jackson. I think he has a great year this year. I'll take Saquon Barkley. I think Saquon Barkley, if he stays healthy, he can do the same thing that Christian McCaffrey has done. Uh, get 1,000 yards on the ground and get uh, 1,000 yards receiving. Over 2,000 yards uh, total. I mean, that, that's going to get you an Offensive Player of the Year award. And I do think the Giants are going to be better this year. How about Defensive Player of the Year? Uh, I'm going to go the safe pick and go with Aaron Donald. All right. I'm going to go with Nick Bosa. I didn't pick my San Francisco 49ers to make it into the playoffs, but I think Nick Bosa is, is going to be a monster this year. What you saw last year is just a tip of the iceberg. He, this guy is is going to be better in year two, and I think he is eventually going to walk away with the Defensive Player of the Year award. How about 
offensive rookie of the year. Who do you have there? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with my guy, Jonathan Taylor. I think he has a big year with the Colts. Yeah, he probably will. If, if you know, I pick the Colts to make it to the AFC Championship game, Jonathan Taylor definitely has to have a, a big year for them to do that. I'll take Joe Burrow. I think the Bengals will struggle, and that's the reason why. They'll struggle on defense, and Joe Burrow is going to be throwing the football a lot, especially in the second half. And I just think he's going to be able to put up huge numbers. The Bengals aren't a good team, but he's got a lot of weapons on on the offensive side. He's got Joe Mixon. He's got A.J. Green coming back. He's got Tyler Boyd. It's going to be hard for those guys not to create separation and get open. I think Joe Burrow is is going to come on, especially in the second half of the year, same way that, that Kyler Murray was, was able to come on at the end of the year for the Arizona Cardinals in 2019. How about defensive rookie of the year? I'm going to go with Chase Young. Uh, I don't think the Redskins will be any good, but I think Chase Young is going to have a big year. I'll also take Chase Young. Uh, this is probably the easiest award. A second overall pick is is going to walk away with that defensive rookie of the year. If he stays, once again, if he's on the field 16 games, he's going to be wrecking havoc, and he's going to get at least 10 or 12 sacks this year. How about drum roll, the, the final award that we have during this uh, NFL preview that we've been doing for the past couple of years with Ed? Who gets that MVP award? Uh, I, I'm, I don't think I'm going out on a limb here. I think Patrick Mahomes has another big year. Yeah, I mean, he's bigger than life right now. Well, he is, based on the contract that he got. $500 million. I mean, he can he could take it to the bank. And we'll find out what type of career he wants to have. Does he want to be the next Tom Brady? Does he want to be the next Peyton Manning? This is the question mark. After you get that big, fat contract, are you still going to be motivated enough? I think he will be. I'm also taking Patrick Mahomes to, to take the MVP award. So once again, I took the Cowboys over the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Ed took the Saints over the the Baltimore Ravens. That would be exciting. Drew Brees over Lamar Jackson. Once again, Ed, that would be like a Hollywood ending. This is like this is like you can't write a better movie script if Drew Brees wins it. I, I and I and I hope I hope this is what happens. I mean, obviously I'm gonna be rooting for my team, but you know, I I, I want to see Drew Brees ride out in the sunset. Thank you for listening to another episode of Blitzcast. I hope you enjoyed this NFL preview. We'll be back next week.